Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc, and streaming live on facebook.com slash secrets of the sire. Um, my mom actually gave some, criti- crit- some criticism to me recently. Uh, she said, I have to look in the camera more. And I said, she's like, you're always looking off to the side. I said, well, that's where my co-host sits. She's like, no, I want to see you. You need to be talking directly to the camera. Heck with him. So, <laughs> Heck with your co-host. So, sorry. <laughs> welcome, Let James Gallagher. Welcome, Dar Cruz, who's, who's sick tonight. And welcome to our co-host, Hassan. Hassan Godwin, Lord of the Radio. Thank you. Great uh, to be here. Is it? Yes. Is it? Yeah, it's a little warm in here, but right. it's great to be here. It's great to um, be warm. To anybody who is streaming right now, they notice I'm wearing a Captain America shirt, and as Sam pointed out, why would I do that when we're going to be talking nothing but Spider-Man? Because it was Fourth of July weekend. This is patriotic. I wore it last week, though. I know. I, I messed up. Actually, yeah, I, right. I, uh, I, I. Thanks, well, <coughs> thanks for pointing that excuse out. Me. Yeah, I was sorry. Yeah, I meant to. Uh, sorry, forced to have it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm getting better with that. I but. had had had. See what had happened was. <laughs> Uh, I, w- I was gonna, I was gonna wear, it, but uh, yes. I was on At least you're wearing something festive. This you know? is true. This is true. I have my my typical plaid pattern. So I have a complaint about Fourth of July, though. Oh, which what, is what it was on like a Tuesday. Today totally felt like a Monday. Threw me all off. But isn't it great when you found out? And well, you know, you know, yeah. All right. Well, you, yeah. You don't I mean, have I, a you don't have a, a, a like a, a real job. Yes, I know. I exactly, wasn't going right. to say real. I said no, I'd say that. I, oh, I, take, a, I take yeah, pride in saying I don't. Right, have a you don't real have job. a real job. So, right. so of course it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Wednesday doesn't matter to you, but for the rest of us, it's like yeah. <laughs> I thought this was Monday. <laughs> this is freaking Wednesday. I almost, I almost went home tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh wait, <laughs> that would have been kind of awkward too. I'd have been like. Uh, would have been calling it. Hey, what time? And it was like a distant. You say sucks. <laughs> Dari, our intern is sick. It would have been Trista's big debut yeah, as, as my co-host a, tonight. Would have been, <laughs> it would have been very exciting. And, and that, that would have been the end of my capital with the show right there. We welcome Brian Everham. Brian actually messaged me on Facebook and said, are you going to be on tonight? This is like Thursday or Friday. Uh-huh. He's like, and I'm like, no. He's like, well, what am I going to do? He's like, I, 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 you know, what am I going to listen to tonight <laughs> when I get home? So, Brian, this one's for you. Yeah. All right. We do this you every week. We talk comics, movies, TV, <laughs> and pop culture. Um, and uh, we do it again. We do it live on Facebook.com slash Secrets of the Sire. We do it on iHeartRadio, iTunes. You can download us. Our downloads have been you know, spiking through the roof lately, so thank you to all the people out there downloading us. Um, and again, if you're catching us on the live show or if you're catching us in the video replay, again, just search Secrets of the Sire. You'll get us. Um, you'll get us on iTunes. Again, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Android apps everywhere. We're on a whole bunch, like, you know, just a whole bunch. So, yeah, uh, get us Brian, whether you like us or not. That's right. Yeah, um, do it, do it, do it, do it. JC, <laughs> JC for life, Brian Everham wrote. John Carter for life. Yeah. We're not going to talk John right. Carter. We are going to talk nah, Spider-Man no, Homecoming. Um, and we're going to talk some of the casting talk decisions. Talk about something good instead of John Carter. We're going to talk some of the casting decisions. Um, overall, look, overall, uh, the movie is getting, like, real positive buzz. But we're going to start with a, a, a question that Sam had kind of said. Earlier, Sam, our producer, Sam Leibowitz, uh, who runs Talking Alternative Broadcasting, uh, you know, he and was stares at us judgmentally from from his console sometimes. That's a that's a subjective re- response. I, it, I always I feel I a think he judged I think he he, I feel. he looks at us like like uh, admonishingly. Or, or, no, no, or again, that's very negative. Pityingly. I, right. Maybe he, no. he looks at I, I think he's very proud. He's like, this oh, really? Is, this, this, yes. Oh, our, that's a very positive outlook. Yeah, right, right, exactly. This is yin and yang right here. Okay. You're, you're like, okay. look at how he's looking. Yeah, that's, he's, he's, that's 
glass half full at and us. glass broken on you the floor. See a, you see a smile, I see a grimace. <laughs> That's you know? exactly it. <laughs> he looked like he's in pain. Uh, Rosa, <laughs> oh, we have Rosa Cassi, who's just joined us. My ex loves Spider-Man. I used to love it, but now not as much as I used to. What a great segue into the How'd conversation we were having. I How didn't. Did you do that? I didn't, actually. And that's All the right. most amazing part. All right. uh, Rosa, Rosa, I'm going to say, because there's, there's actual accents well, on her name. You're going to hurt yourself. No, no, that was good. That was good. <laughs> it took Spanish. <laughs> I know how to say Rosa. You know, roll right. those R's. Well done. Um, we were talking about this back, uh, you know, in our green room. And again, if you want to get become an insider, go to our green room. It's on patreon.com slash secrets of the sire. It's another Marvel movie, and it's another Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. Everyone, look, they're saying, this is the best one, and this is really cool, and this is really great, and Iron Man's in it, and, and all these things <laughs> to love about it, and, I, and, and we are going to enjoy it. But the, the shine is off these Marvel movies. Like, they're just, like, how much last year were we anticipating Guardians, oh, I can't wait for Guardians of the Galaxy 2 to come out. I can't wait. And then it comes out, and we're like, yeah, it was, it was good. Like, it was a really good movie. Like, I enjoyed it. And then, like, next week, you know, we're gone. Wonder Woman comes out, and we're on it for four weeks. We're on it for, like... I mean, well, months, weeks in advance, the, and weeks. That's when because it hits. of the turnaround. Because everyone was saying it was going to be it was it was the end of an empire right there, right? That was the end of the Warner Brothers uh, uh, DC Comics uh, cinematic universe. No, no, there was well, there was that talk. There was yeah, where so there was so is DC going to mess happen, it up again? Yeah. So once it didn't go over a cliff, everyone was so you know a lot of people were a happy. Um, other people were surprised. Mm-hmm. One or two jerks were disappointed, mm-hmm. and uh, for the most part. Um, you also got to see a movie. On top of all of it, you get to see a movie that you actually enjoyed. So yeah, that with that had a DC character in it. No, but but even leading up to it though, all the all the trailers looked really cool. She looked it, it looked different than again a, a DC movie, and it looked different than what Marvel's been putting out. And it and it and it and it again it captured this zeitgeist of the moment, um, especially in politics. The way you know the feminist movement has been moving uh, has been kind of gaining even more momentum and steam. Like it, it just it had this convergence. Of a cultural phenomenon, and it delivered at the same time. So not only not only did you have the hype leading up to it, but then the actual movie paid off to the point where. But is it any better than any of the Marvel movies? No, I'd say it's actually just as good as every Marvel movie that's come out. I think you know, or just as good as you know some of the best ones. But it, again, it, it captured it. Be, it felt like an event. Spider-Man right now doesn't feel like an event. It feels like it'll be a nice way to spend if it's raining on Saturday. Well, let's go it. see it. Well, that's. I mean, it can't be really an event until you experience it, right? You haven't experienced it yet. So, I mean, if you remember, like, like everyone went, but ev- the, uh, everyone had pretty much cashed in uh, uh, Fox's chips sure. with Days of Future Past, right? Sure. Um, Spider-Man came out. Spider-Man, the, the amazing Spider-Man 2 had come out, and everyone was in a deep anticipation of that. And there was a it was another movie that was coming out like simultaneously. Sure. And just I, mean, I think maybe a year earlier, the second Sin City movie had come out and vanished. Yeah. Like you know. Well, yeah, and, and the, it just wasn't as good. Yeah, it went right into the ether. So everyone's like, every I remember I remember looking uh, at actual Marvel um, pencilers who I am friends with on Facebook uh-huh. who were actually like, is anybody actually even going to see X Men? Right. Anybody, you know, and it was a joke. So Days of Future Past comes out. Does really well. Mm-hmm. It's you know I actually saw it in the theater and, and enjoyed it, and I'm not a, I'm not partial to the uh, to the sure. Fox movies. And then all of a sudden, 
It's you know, X Men's on the rise. We're all it's all coming back, and you know, everything else is a joke. And now, and until they, you know, they they blew it up with uh, Age of Apocalypse, like the next movie. Sure, yeah, they, uh, yeah. But again, I mean, but I mean, that's how it works. But it's it, but it wasn't an event. No, until it happened. no, that's my point. I think none of these movies have become events anymore. But Wonder Woman did. Wonder Woman actually was an event, whereas Spider Man. But, but Ant Man was like a big deal. No, no, it wasn't. No, it was. It was a it cool wasn't. departure. Doctor Strange was a really cool movie. Again, what Marvel's oh, doing no. is there's nothing wrong with what they're doing, but they've done the formula so well. You don't now. agree that Ant Man was a big deal, but a lot of people were like, if they blow Ant Man, Marvel's over. It's over this summer. Like, and 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 because it was, it was a departure from what they normally did in terms of. Having superheroes, yes. Because Avengers had come out and underperformed because uh, Age of Ultron wasn't as great as everybody wanted it Mm -hmm. to be. Um, Everyone has said, well, Marvel blew it because now the only thing they have to save them this summer is Ant-Man. And Ant-Man is not going to do it for them. Sure. Ant-Man comes out. It does phenomenally well for for a movie about a guy who can control ants with his mind. And... And you know, all of a sudden, all is forgiven. We we all move on. So right. it, it these things kind of happen. Avengers, but, Avengers, but yes. Avengers was not. Avengers two was not as right as. If if you had to name a Marvel movie that that kind of failed to live up to expectations, it was Avengers two. Yeah. I agree with that. And then it had its but own Ant-Man director, had, like you know, bad mouthing right. in, in the studio just before it came out. Ant Man had no. Um, Expectation, but there was a lot of curiosity to whether or not Marvel could pull off a movie with a lesser-known character in a non-traditional superhero. There was a lot of peril in it because of what people were saying. I remember, like the 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 scuttlebutt at the time was like, "Oh, it's it's over for them if this flops. This will be their first flop, and it'll be over for them." But you know what, though, I mean, I think let's let's trace back again to like the big movies, right? Like Spider-Man when it first came out was a big deal. Spider-Man Two was an amazingly big deal. Um, But there was only one of its kind. Spider-Man Three, right? Well, that's I guess the point, right? I mean. I guess that's the point. Marvel has has created this, and, and we used, and again, if you want to get in on our green room discussions, which are very, very, um, you know, just as rowdy as this, I would say. Uh, we, maybe, more, sounds like, no, it's much more. Um, we, you know, we were talking about how the Spider-Man movies, though, you know, had this kind of like, you know, build up because it was unique. It was something special. All of these things. But Marvel has has nailed the formula down so much to the point now where... And I used American Idol as the um, as the example for this, right? American Idol was an event when it first came out. I mean, it was, and it every and, and there was a scarcity to it, where it was once a year, and Simon Cowell was unlike any judge that anybody had ever seen. I mean, there had been music competitions before. There was Star Search. There were things like that. But it resurrected this genre, and it gave us a villain in Simon Cowell that we could you know root against. And then they gave us heroes in like Randy Jackson and Paul Abdul. And then the performers were really good. And Kelly Clarkson ended up becoming this this like phenomenal you know, actual legitimate music superstar based off of it. And then every season after that was just like this, it was this big event until they said, well, now we need to do one twice a year. You know, we can't just do it once a year. And meanwhile, you had all these other imitators kind of coming in and all this competition coming in. And eventually American Idol stopped being this event. It was always a good show. You could always tune it in and it became like a standby. Well, Marvel, I feel like, has become that now. And I think the, the, the buzz around the Spider-Man movie, I'm excited to see it. But we already have callers coming in saying, you know, uh, not callers. We have well, callers, 877-480-4120 if you'd like to call in. 877-480-4120. You know, yes, and Brian Everham, we are talking about American Idol. It's a great analogy. Uh, but Marvel has now become this uh, this this 
formula. It's 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 reliable. You can tune. You can go to a Spider-Man movie and, you'll, and you'll, you're going to enjoy it. But it's not this event anymore. And you and I were talking backstage. You know what is is there anything wrong with that? You know. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I I just want to know what the, like the 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 culmination of this of this awareness is. Like, does that mean I that think, we stop watching them? Or I, I think, but that's exactly what I think it comes down to. Now, does it mean that, that it's not going to break? You know, it's not going to be a big box office smash? No. But what if it is? What if it turns out to be that everybody was just kind of like you know holding on to it? You know, I mean, look at look and then at Friday comes along and everybody it becomes Spider Man mania. Isn't this gonna be? It could be a movie. You could be a hundred percent right. Be like a trivial thing. Hundred percent right. So like, but if it, but let me ask you this though. Let's take the initial weekend out of the equation because the, the initial weekend everyone does great, but the drop. That's where we're gonna see if there's any kind of residual fatigue when it comes to Spider-Man, when it comes to this movie, or is or is this movie gonna be like you've got to go see this movie, you've got to go see this movie, and that's and that's where. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I don't know. I'm confused. I'm just, I'm just like everyone's saying this movie is going to be phenomenal and it's going to be a great movie. Yeah. No, no. And everyone now, says it's going to be a very good movie. I think. Well, that's what, your, that's what that your words. Yeah. Before the show started was right. that that the you know the, the response of, yes. the response has been yes. amazing. Yeah. Right. No pun intended. So why are we now looking for a reason why this is a doom and gloom scenario? I, that's, I think that's what I don't, I don't, I don't, and I understand the question. And I understand the relevance of the question, but I just don't understand the mentality behind like, well, might really be good, but since I'm not expecting to, you know, to achieve immortality while watching it, <laughs> I don't think it's gonna, you know, it's not gonna do anything for me. It's it's, it's bad. We're at the end of it. the The golden age is over. We need to move. I don't understand. It's um, it's it, movies have now because there's so many of them, and I know we're running out of time. Movies have now the same mentality that that like uh, Netflix events have. Sure, where it's, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Then the entire season drops. Everybody watches that season. Everyone says this season was great. And then the next one's coming, you know. Right. When's the next one coming out? And that's kind of how it is. Nothing lingers right. anymore. All right, well, we'll, we'll, because there's we'll a lot talk of it. more about that. Plus, coming up next, we've got a lot of things. How Spider Man Homecoming actually messed up uh, the casting for future movies by oh, casting boy. something. We're definitely going to talk I'm about not, that. All right. And uh, <laughs> is, this just, is this the end for Robert Downey Jr.? Is this the beginning of the end for Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man? Have we, are, we, are we basking in the final days? Maybe they'll have enough money to pay other actors after mm, when, he leaves. when we come back. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. to connect with. Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. Follow, Follow Me Friday, Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're, We're your digital, digital connectors. connectors. Woo woo! What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day.
Can a man actually get up with any kind of macho manliness and say Twilight was a good film franchise and or movie? That's like the guy <laughs> wearing the pink shirt, right? Like yeah. He, he but, feels completely confident. But in, men can <laughs> rock the pink. Oh, wait, wait, <laughs> wait. Sam, audience, Sam the engineer is Sam, wearing pink. Right I just pulled a Hassan. Secrets <laughs> of the Sire. <laughs> Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. Get back to the uh, show. We, <laughs> we do this every week. So, you know, I, I will say this. What? The Wednesday, uh, you know, July, the Wednesday, Monday that we're having yeah, right now. Yeah. Um, like, I'm much more rested than I normally Wednesday am. Monday. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the yeah, you are. Monday. You're yeah. all relaxed. Uh, <laughs> this is a call-in show, so if you guys have opinions, you want to call in 877-480-4120, unless you downloaded us on iTunes and iHeartRadio. And don't. Uh, and SoundCloud because it's going to be a different well, you show. Can totally, when you call right, it. exactly right. We have a lot of uh, <laughs> yeah. you know talk radio. I want to thank uh, Rob and Callie uh, Hassan and I were on that last yes, week. We were. And that was a lot of fun. We're going to have them on yes, as well. We, we gave Callie a lot of recommended reading uh, that she has yes, to do before she comes on uh, that date, uh, which we will announce when we have it all squared away. Sometime in August they'll be on. Uh, Secrets of the Sire is brought to you by all of our beloved patrons. We have dedicated fans. Einar Peterson, who's awesome by the way, he retweets us all the time, and he's doing his own sci-fi novel awesome. on Patreon. So go check you it get out. His name right, so that's yes, that's, a thing. <laughs> that's a big that's it. <laughs> Matt Byer, Ashley Haikai, our program director Stephanie Dolce, our executive producer Steve Ovecki, Brian Phillips, Christina Gillen, uh, and as always, our Uber fan Christina Dolce. Um, go to Patreon, become an insider. Um, you get to be part of the group. You get to be part of the crowd. Yeah. Uh, that get that to is, hear the, the yelling I, that g- goes on. I w- you know starts. now the good thing is we actually have that discussion saved. In our private feed, so we're going to see oh, if our interns extraordinaire Trista and Dari can do something with them uh, and get them up on YouTube. Go check out the YouTube page; it's actually really awesome now. It is, um, it is because awesome. the interns are doing some amazing things on that. Uh, YouTube.com/slash Secrets of the Sire. Um, really funny animated gifs. All our great interviews. We're working on getting the Kevin Bacon interview up there. We're working on getting yeah. a whole bunch, um, and we've got so we got some really great guests lined up. But all right, we were talking Spider-Man: Homecoming. That's um, what we're doing. You know, one of the things that Sam brought up, too, um, while asking the question about, like, well, it seems like they're really making him the youngest version possible, is one of the things they're doing is they're erasing the continuity, which amazingly smart decision, right? I mean, we kind of talked about Ghostbusters, and one of the gripes that I had, I don't know, if, I don't remember if you shared the same gripe that, that I had, or actually, you weren't even on the show last year, so, no. you know, but we might have no. discussed Ghostbusters at one point, though, was they erased the continuity of Ghostbusters by making it a reboot and yeah, not which was making stupid. it right and not making it a a continuation of the series. Right. If they, they made it a continuation, they've done that a couple of times with these right. like reboots. I mean, I I know it's not on the same scale, but they did the same thing with them. Sorry to totally geek out, but they did the same thing with the Thundercats reboot. Yeah, and uh, all they had to do really to make it work was just to say exactly. it was like a couple of thousand years in the future exactly and then it would you would have had both continuities you would exactly. have made everybody right. happy everyone would have been happy no. and everything would have been great yeah this is one case where though the reboot was necessary i think because you already had two versions of spider-mans in you this, had in this case in this case you and and you, you know and again sleep clean right and by wiping by going so early in his in his timeline Making him, you know, young and in high school, like fifteen, you essentially are really starting yeah, fresh. Because the Tobey Maguire kind of touched on his high school, but it right. lasted. It's like the, 
It's like the Green Lantern phenomenon. It lasted only <laughs> yes. like 20 minutes in the right. beginning, and then suddenly he was out on his own. Exactly. And he was like 40. Exactly. And he was, <laughs> he was the, you know, it was a CFO of Spider-Man.com or some weirdness. Yeah. So that was, I mean, that's a plus right away. And and um, uh, Gene uh, Goldstein actually commented, everyone loved Spider-Man in Civil War and is really looking forward to seeing his movie. This movie, I agree, he was amazing in Civil War. Smart for Marvel to do it. And, and I... I don't think we're debating that it's going to be a good movie. Marvel doesn't seem to make bad movies. Ooh, um, careful. Okay. That's a predictor. All right. Well, this don't is do true. That. This don't is do true. That but I that. mean, so far, the word is out, everything. Everyone yeah. loves this movie. Yeah, hopefully. One hopefully of the things, though, that people were up in arms about, though, was the diverse casting, right? And I'm going to give you an example of diverse casting that really, really got messed up. And you're going to be surprised by what I say. Maybe not you. Probably But not maybe me. you. <laughs> Yeah, see how Make contact with the camera. Well, yeah. Look see at this. The, Hi, mom. Look at the folks out Hi, there. Hi, mom. See, I'm looking into the camera. <laughs> I'm looking into the camera. Okay. Well, go big or go home, right? Like, there's a phrase: don't be. You you, you can't be half pregnant. Um, and, and I think they two cases in this movie where I don't understand the logic of what they're doing. Uh, okay. One of them was the Zendaya casting, and and that was a big like to do when it first came out, right? Right. Um, uh, Brian Everham actually just chimed in and said Ghost Rider was bad, but that wasn't like a Marvel Studios movie, so we're gonna we're gonna exclude those. But we'll get Ghost Rider that. never happened, right? Exactly. Those two movies, right? Exactly. Never Agents happened. Of Shield. Boom. Um, <laughs> Kaboom. Zendaya, yeah. when she got cast as you know Mary Jane, supposedly it was like, well, um, you know, why are you doing this? Oh, it's another it's another example of race swapping, and that was the term that people were using, and and it's and it's that's in the public forum as what what it was and people were kind of up in arms about it mm. i'm upset they didn't go the full nine their her character is michelle jones who is spider-man's girlfriend mary, mary jane, jane. Well, they gotta keep MJ, the door open michelle for... jones but see if they make her michelle jones and they have room for for gwen stacy and uh mary jane right for the future right so they're just leaving the uh, leaving the door open but why i mean why Maybe michelle just, jones is just, doomed that's what that actually means right exactly she's doomed <laughs> someone's gonna drop a bus it, on her but it's it, it just feels like such a cop-out just if you're gonna do it just do it dye her hair red make her mary jane this is the ultimate yeah. spider-man universe yeah just go with it like yeah. don't be half pregnant gonna, yeah I'm not gonna the other one argue. which really uh, so, Here in all of the trailers, yes, I know we talked this, about this. This one, this one, I'm going to back off on a little bit. <laughs> well, you don't <laughs> you want ahead. you don't want me to body shame. Yeah. So, is yeah. I see all the trailers. You body shame hard. I no. see all the trailers <laughs> of this chubby little Filipino guy <laughs> as Spider-Man's best friend. Yeah, and I, I sit there and I say, "This is really exciting. They're taking Ganky G A N K E, who is the, the best friend of Miles Morales, Morales and they're." Yeah. Merging him into this universe—that's right. really cool. He looks identical to Genki. What a, amazingly! What As a though fan- they used him to, right. to to draw the character. Right. What a fantastic casting job! And I'm like really excited by the possibility. Okay, so fine. They're merging the universes. I get it. Okay, and what ends up happening though? I don't know what happened. His character name is Ned Leeds. <laughs> Ned Leeds, the future hobgoblin. Yeah, there the is future hobgoblin. like you eliminated Along two storylines. What kind of Filipino name is Leeds? It, right, it doesn't make any <laughs> that's, sense. That's the thing that bothered me more than everything else. And, and look, I'm I'm assuming he's Filipino. He looks Filipino to me, and and I'm, I mean no disrespect if yeah, he's not. He's got an Asian Asian but he, yeah. quality to him. I mean, there, it could be yeah, but but again, like why would you eliminate two? Uh, like 
storylines. First of all, he's never becoming Hobgoblin, okay? Uh, <laughs> you know, Porky Little Ganky is never going to become Hobgoblin. <laughs> he's never going to become Hobgoblin. Do a couple Hobgoblin. of laps around the block. He uh, could be the Hobgoblin. Second of all, if you're going to pattern him... He could be the Blobgoblin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why isn't that... <laughs> I'm trying to <laughs> All right, I'm asking everyone out there right now, come up with your best fat slash goblin oh, no. combination do that. Do, the blob don't do goblin. That. Yeah, no, send them don't in. Brian Everham. You've got them. I know you're out there. Mic. I know you're out there. You, you can come up don't with something. Don't do it to yourself. Peter Aiken, Be our, our occasional staff writer. Come up with something and, 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 and send it in to us. We've got the blob goblin. That's the best one so far. There's no question about it. That one's that one's the winner. Uh, I feel so bad. But again, <laughs> <laughs> Hassan's opinions in no way reflect yeah. that of the show, talking alternative broadcasting, or I, anything. I never thought they did, so I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm opinions all expressed. <laughs> no, I, but, I'm easily but, okay, disavowed. So not only do they eliminate the possibility, or, or okay, most likely eliminate the possibility <laughs> of him becoming the Hobgoblin, unless he does like the Chris Pratt diet, yeah. and he's Come just on. like totally a He's just stud. a paleo diet. Right, he does, okay, right, he does yeah, a paleo exactly, diet. Right, exactly. Or he becomes someone completely different. But why would you also then eliminate the possibility of Genki appearing in an Ultimate because Spider-Man who movie knows, with Miles Morales? Who knows really who he is? Ooh, Gene Goldstein, the Gobble Goblin. The Gobble. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Nice, I like Nice. Okay. I gotta give the thumbs up All for that right, one. Alright, well done. That's pretty... Well done. That is pretty yeah. good. Hit the gobble, gobble. Oh, the slob gobble. All right, keep them coming. See? Keep them coming. See, keep them coming. it's not going to stop now. <laughs> but again, why would you do right, that to me is a head Slob, that's not nice, though. The slob gobble? Yeah, come on. You that's like the, the slob gobble? The, the large people indicative of being slobs? That's <laughs> it sounds like I'm allowed to call anyone a blob gobble. I can. Because I am a larger individual. Nah, yeah, nice, <laughs> nice save there, Dolce. The chub gobble. No, I'm very, uh, yes, I'm very, uh, I, I dance. I dance around. <laughs> you dance, I dance you around. <laughs> again, we do not, um, you know, so the only other explanation for the casting, right, which is the, the only thing we can think of, is that maybe there is something to the deal that, that Marvel worked out. Like, maybe there's something to the um, Sony-verse that Sony has the rights to Mary Jane and they can't use Mary Jane. Or maybe they have rights to Genki and not Ned Leeds. I don't know. What do you yeah, got? Yeah, but maybe something. No, I was still no, laughing, yeah, he's, I was laughing he's about the other thing. Oh, <laughs> We've ruined the entire show. No, yeah. Actually, yeah. no. We've only made it back. No, so yeah, yes, keep coming have. in. But uh, no, I don't know. I, I I kind of agree with you. The only thing I vehemently disagree is that the guy can't be the, the hobgoblin <laughs> just because he's chubby. You yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> in this I case, in this just... case, your glass half full, and I'm shattered. <laughs> exactly. Glass. I'm he glass do, full of full he of can, If he puts his mind to it, chocolate milk. See, well, see, see, it's not going <laughs> to stop now. It's not going to stop. He's the he's the stop. He's Cartman with stop. the protein shakes. Stop. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, on. I mean, that's the thing, though, too. Like, Shocker's in the movie. Like, they actually have somebody who who's dressed as Shocker, and he's using okay. some tech. They got the Vulture. I mean, they've got yeah, these guys. Yeah, they've got stuff, and they've got actually high-tech, like, like yeah. interesting bad guys yeah. that they never get to right. with Spider-Man, because right. Spider-Man never lasts more than two or three movies right. for them to get, to, to get to that part. So that's exciting. And it's Michael Keaton. And there's it's I know, Batman again. Spider Man versus Batman again. All these really great things. So I'm just again. I'm very curious as to why they didn't. But just you're saying go it's not going to be in. an event, and you're you're you know. I, I mean that's our last segment. But I that's, think it's going to come and go. I, I think mean, the like, same thing. But if thing. it's good, it's going to come and go because the next week is going to be like Mar- Planet of the Apes. But that's the problem. Marvel has serialized their own movies to the point where 
they've, they've become episodic, which is great in the sense of telling a larger story. Um, but that's what makes TV, TV, and movies. Movies are always, they but should okay. always feel like you're doing something special. I think if people become ho-hum to it, and people become like, well, it's just another Marvel movie, you'll get the initial there's thing. There's no way. There's no way, because there's so many movies coming out this year that, that have nothing to do with Marvel. But there's yeah. so, I mean, we've already blown past the, the alien um, exactly. The, we've already exactly. blown by, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. We've gone by so many movies. Yeah, and there's no, there's just no way. And only not one to has stuck it. this year in in the same yeah, Wonder kind Woman, of and is, is because Wonder it's Woman. an event. But I mean, yeah, it's only an event because we're all a bunch of sexist jerks. That's why. That's not true at That's all. All right, true. when we come back, we will read some more of your uh, your Goblin. Uh, oh boy. Fair, which is very exciting. Yeah. Uh, and we'll also talk to our guest, Brian Smith, when we return. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. If you have an interest in marijuana, you want to know about marijuana, law, policy, and culture, then feel free to join me, Joseph A. Bondi, every Friday at 11 o'clock in the morning on my show, In the Know 420 on TalkingAlternative.com. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Robin Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. We're going to keep it superficial. Just a brass tack. We are very superficial people yes. in general. Wow. So we're going to stick to, well, I'm a very superficial person. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm a book by the cover <laughs> kind of I'm person. I'm a great guy. <laughs> I'm not superficial at all. Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, live on talkradio.nyc. You can call in, join the conversation, 877-480-4120, or you can stream us live on Facebook, facebook.com, slash Secrets of the Sire. Joel Mulvey had a great comment, and, and he said, any studio would sign up for the problems of having consistently good movies. I agree with you, but the problem is every studio is signing up for this and trying to imitate it and eventually it's just it's chipping away very slowly at the brand uh, and and off camera we were talking and Hassan you were going to say I, I don't even remember what you don't even remember what you were saying <laughs> if you wanted to hear what I, you were saying I, the green room feed is still going on so it's, uh, you can always I just I'm there. saying if you had a comic if you put out a steady book right uh, yeah. you know because you, you put out books but if you put out a steady book like monthly yeah and someone said this is another fantastic, you know, uh, issue of the sire. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Isn't that what your goal? What your goal was? It is your goal, but wouldn't you rather be like, oh my god, you got to read this. This is unbelievable. Can't do that every week, though. Not every week, but I think I think you can get to a point where. Uh, what you're doing? Nobody even but talks c- about Game of Thrones like that oh, anymore. Gosh. Yeah, they do. Not oh, now. Man. James Gallagher had a great one, by the way. Corn on the Coblin, which I like that one as well. Um, I, I know what you're saying, and we'll get to it. We're, we're going to get back to it, but I want to welcome uh, Brian Smith on the line. Brian, uh, you, you write Spider-Man comics. What is your take on the whole conversation we're having here? Well, first of all, thanks for having me on the show, guys. It's really uh it's a, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Uh, and uh, I, have, I have yet to see, like, any of the... I've been avoiding spoilers like crazy on this movie, mm-hmm. so a lot of the stuff you were talking about, like, it's, it's, I could tell you guys are really passionate about it, <laughs> but I was kind of having, like, one finger in my ear the whole time. That makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, I like to go in fresh as well, too, um, but there were, like, yeah. little casting decisions where uh, we just, you find out the name of a character, and it's like, it's like really? Yeah. Like, why would you do that? Why? I didn't know. I didn't know that they the the best friend's name was Ned Leeds. That's a that's an odd choice. I agree with that. Right. Like I mean, of all the things they could have done, like they basically patterned him after Miles Morales' best friend, like physically. Like why would you combine the yeah. two? You know, it just didn't. Little things like that where, you know, I don't know. Something 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 doesn't smell right with that. Um, <laughs> right. But, but hey, welcome to the sh- welcome to the show. Um, you uh, you write the all ages Ultimate Spider-Man comics. Um, you know how excited are you for this movie? And uh, and you know from the inside from an insider point of view, how much do you think it's going to mirror a lot of the stuff that you guys you, you kind of write about? I mean, you you have like Ultimate Spider-Man, and he's kind of this teenager version of Spider-Man, and that's what we're seeing up on screen. So you know, how much right. anticipation do you think you know you're going to see stuff that you've kind of either touched upon or written or or you know or your version of spider-man up on screen well it's uh i i was actually an editor at marvel during the first spider-man the uh, same raimi spider-man when that came out mm-hmm. i actually worked on the film adaptation the comic oh cool that came out at that. the time that was written by stan lee and drawn by alan davis i have it yep so i remember how excited we all were at that point like when we started seeing some of the early stuff come back and I remember how exciting it was to go to the theater and see, like, you know, that first Spider-Man movie and just having a blast with the entire staff and, uh, you know, getting to see what, what at the time, what I thought was, like, a definitive version of the character up on the screen. Sure. So the fact that we've had so many different versions of Spider-Man, the Raimi stuff, the Amazing Spider-Man, and now uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, if you're a Spider-Man fan, it's a great time to be alive because you've had... So, so many different versions of the character to choose from, and you know, cartoons and whatever else. Um, it's it's really it's pretty amazing to see. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> who's your Who's your What's your favorite incarnation of Spider-Man? Oh, I, I I mean, I tend to always go back to the older stuff. I love like the first twenty issues of uh, you know the Amazing Spider-Man run. Uh, I'm also a huge fan of John Romita Jr.'s run on Spectacular. Mm-hmm. Uh, that story with juggernaut was a uh, pretty amazing to me as a kid sure. in fact that uh, when i was uh, when i was um in high school i got to meet him at a convention and those are the only comics i brought to the show to have him sign <laughs> the roger stern john Romita stuff it was great um i was also lucky enough to work on the uh first ultimate spider-man at marvel uh when i was up there and kind of see the birth of that whole you know the the rebirth of teenage peter parker and sure. uh watch bendis and bagley do their thing uh you know as it was happening, and that was pretty amazing. How groundbreaking was I like, that? I like. How groundbreaking was oh, that? Sorry, ultimate, go ahead. Yeah, how groundbreaking was that Ultimate Spider-Man run from uh, Bendis and Bagley? 
it was pretty awesome. It was, you know, at the time, uh, you know, on, uh, up on up on staff, people were really, you know, nobody knew if it was going to be a, a big hit or a total failure. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, we already had a line of Spider-Man comics, and it seemed like okay, well, we may be just competing with ourselves at this point sure. to put out another line of comic books starring the same heroes. But uh, once those scripts started coming in, and Bagley started, do, you know, doing his thing, it it really took off. It was it was pretty amazing to be a part of. And uh, the Ultimate Spider-Man, you're doing the all-ages books right now. Do you prefer the teenage Spider-Man or the college Spider-Man or the post-college Spider-Man? You know, I, I write the books that they don't even show up here in the States, unfortunately. At least I don't think they do at this point. But uh, I do the Ultimate Spider-Man comics for uh, Panini that show up in, um, it's almost like a highlights magazine overseas for ah. kids. So there's games and puzzles. There's like a pack-in, uh, you know, trading card or, sure. uh, you know, there's all kinds of cool stuff in there, and I, I do an 11-page comic for them every month. So my favorite version of Spider-Man is definitely, uh, you know, teenage sad sack Peter Parker. <laughs> uh, you know, where Spider-Man is like, you know, this this amazing hero that could do all these incredible things, but you know, Peter's life always ends up on a, you know, on a down note. You know, he can never have a social life. He can mm-hmm. never. Oh, it's all the high school problems that we all have magnified by the fact that you're secretly awesome all the time and nobody knows it. <laughs> I am secretly awesome and nobody knows it. Very secretly. I, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. secret, no one, I know. No one knows I know. it. I really, you don't even know it happens. No, no, I really don't. Um, for the new movie now, too, I mean, obviously it's going to be really good, right? But one of the things we keep talking about, though, do you feel there's a Spider-Man fatigue or do you feel there's a Marvel fatigue? Because uh, to me... And just to kind of recap what we were kind of talking about, you know, Wonder Woman felt like an event. Um, every mm-hmm. other movie that's kind of come out, though, and especially another Spider-Man movie, you know, there's definitely a, a, a contingent of people that are like, oh, another Spider-Man movie, you know, or, or, oh, good, another Marvel movie. It's nice. It's good. And we'll enjoy it. But it doesn't seem to have that same event quality it had at one point. Oh, I don't know, man. Well, again, it, I guess it depends on what circles you're running. But, like, uh, down here, I'm, I'm in Greensboro, North Carolina at this mm-hmm. point. I'm buddies with a bunch of people that own comic shops locally, uh, Acme Comics, uh, Sailfish Comics, and the 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 energy is palpable. People are really excited for this film, and I don't know if it's I'm just so hooked into the comic culture at this point, and you know everybody's dying to see what happens after Civil War, and you know the the continuation of Spider-Man's story within the Marvel universe. Um, and just, but but even like you know, uh, family members and you know, my brothers have kids and they they love the Marvel heroes. They love these characters now. Like mm-hmm. they they love Groot and Rocket Raccoon. Like things that I wouldn't think would yeah. even be possible when I was a little kid. That you know that these these characters have name recognition uh, in in the mass population. Uh, they're excited for it. So I, I understand what you're saying as far as like Wonder Woman. Like you know that just it feels like that's going to continue throughout the rest of the summer. Like yeah. that is just it's it's on a wave that's not going to end anytime soon. But I think people are pretty stoked about the Spider-Man film. I know I am. Um, I really, I really like this version of the character. I think Tom Holland's great. Uh, you know, even, even the newer touches, like kind of, uh, you know, Spider-Man's uh, origin kind of merging into Iron Man's, sure. uh, you know, uh, oversight. Uh, I think it's cool, you know, and I'm, I'm excited to see the film. This Now, the rumor is that this will be, uh, the beginning of the end for Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man. Uh, speculating, of course, do you think that's going to be the case? Are we are we seeing the end of Robert Downey Jr.'s run as Iron Man? Would they find another Iron Man, or would they just is he not going to make it out of a, a, a Infinity War? Total speculation. They'll do the crossing. They'll they'll do Teenage Tony. 
tell you. The, the, super, ah! po- the super popular comic, The Crossing. I don't, I don't know what they're going to do. But um, when, I mean, how, how old is the first Iron Man film at this point? It's 2008. Like, how long has he been Tony Stark? He's been it for nine years now. Wow. So, I mean, eventually it has to end. But yeah. uh, I'll be very curious to see how it does end, like how, how they, they go out. I mean, if is old was Old Man Logan... Um, uh, Hugh Jackman's last turn as a character? That was, Is he coming it, back at all, at all? He basically said it was his last one, but you never know. Well, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty neat way to go out. He was in a very similar situation, I guess, as an actor. Like, you're attached to this character, and you're so well-loved as this character. But eventually it does have to, you know, it does have to come to an end. So maybe they'll do something cool like that. Old Man Iron Man. Old Man Iron Man. <laughs> something like that. All right, how well do you and, know the Spider-Man movies? I'm sorry? How well do you know the Spider-Man movies? Because we are going to play a game. We are going to play a game right now. We're going to play Toby, Andrew, or Tom. We're going we're gonna to give you some okay. facts about the Spider-Man actors, and you're going to tell us, you're going to name the Spider-Man that we are talking about. Are you ready to do this? Okay. All right, Yeah, here we sure, go. let's go. He famously was quoted for saying his portrayal of Peter Parker after the spider, ba- spider bite would always be twitching, always moving around. Is it Toby, Andrew, or Tom? Toby McGuire, Andrew Garfield, or Tom Holland? I would say Andrew. Bing! You are correct, sir. One for one. All right, all right. This actor was a former dancer and did a backflip during the audition to help land the role. You know, I just saw him on uh, Lip Sync Battle, and he was great. I'm going to say Tom Holland. Bing! That's two for two, and he out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hassan, my co-host, went with Andrew Garfield in that one. We we tested these backstage. This actor dated. <laughs> this actor dated his co-star during their time shooting, but broke up while filming. Yikes! Mm. Yeah. This is a trick question. This is a good one. No, it's not a trick question, but it's. it's, it's I'm going to tell Toby McGuire. Bing! He is correct. Look at this guy. Three for three. He must write Spider-Man or something. Uh, this actor. <laughs> Dated his co-star extensively during and after their time shooting the movie together, and then eventually broke up. Well, I saw them on SNL together. I'm going to go Andrew Garfield, and it was uh, Emma Stone, right? Bing! Man, this guy's four for four right here. We we weren't sure if you were going to make it on tonight, and so I actually was prepping our intern to take over for you, and she would have had to have actually answered these (laughs) questions. So we were, yeah, and she's, yeah, she's like, no, 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 very scared. All right, here we go. Uh, This actor never read a single Spider-Man comic before accepting the role. Man. Say Andrew Garfield. Uh, oh, not that good. Not that good. You were very good up to that point. Uh, no, Tobey Maguire had actually never... Really? Ri- yeah, I know. It's crazy, right? Andrew Garfield was a... I mean, he was he had dreamed of doing this role since he was like a, a little kid. So, All right, last question. This actor is okay. terrified of spiders, but loved Spider-Man as a kid. So we already eliminated Toby, so you got, you got, you're down to two. You know what? I'm going to go Andrew Garfield again. Oh, no, that was Tom Holland. Tom Holland is deathly afraid of spiders, <sighs> but he loved Spider-Man as a kid. Go figure. Uh, it just fell apart there at the end. The pressure, <laughs> <got to me. laughs> the pressure was on. The pressure was on. Uh, Brian, besides Spider-Man, you've got some really cool things going on. You're a New York Times bestselling author, The Stuff of Legend. you got some other stuff coming out. Why don't mm-hmm. you tell everyone about what you're doing and what you got going on and where they can find you? Oh, great. Yeah, um, Stuff of Legend is uh, ongoing. Uh, we're working on the third volume right now, and the, I think issue two just came out in stores earlier this week of the last, uh, the uh, penultimate story arc, so mm-hmm. we're wrapping that up. 
Uh, I did an uh, original graphic novel through Dark Horse with my co-creator Mike Rage uh, called Tree Mail, which uh, just won a Kids Read Comics Award uh, last week at uh, uh, TCAF. Congratulations. Which, uh, uh, I'm sorry, at uh, A2CAF, the uh, Ann Arbor Comics and Arts Festival, uh, which we were pretty stoked about. Uh, I write and draw for SpongeBob Comics, and I have a book through Lion Forge called The Cast-Offs, which is, uh, we're, issue nine is out, and uh, I think, oh no, issue seven just came out. I just wrote issue nine, sorry. <laughs> no spoilers, I won't tell anybody anything about it. <laughs> yeah, staying busy, man. Uh, writing and drawing comics, having fun. That's fantastic. Where can people find you online? Uh, you can catch me on <laughs> Twitter, um, your pal Smitty, uh, and also uh, Brian Smith Comics on Instagram. Awesome. Brian, thank you so much. Thank you for playing our fun game. And uh, we're looking yeah. forward to Spidey. We're going to be talking all about it next week. Thank you so much for joining us. Awesome. Just uh, mail me mail me whatever prizes I want. Oh, <laughs> you get the no prize. Isn't that, isn't that what you always get? That's the winner. That's the winner. Brian's, awesome, guys. Thanks yeah. again for having me. I had a lot of fun. Thank you. Uh, we, we, uh, the, the feeling is mutual. All right. When we come back, we do what we do every week. We go spinning the racks. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. Hello, this is Mark Torres. And Pronto Comic Zone, Dominic Sperano. And listen to our show, It Came From The Radio, right here on talkradio.nyc, every Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We talk about entertainment, movies, comic books, and other news. So make sure you check us out. That's right here, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, every Wednesday, talkradio.nyc. TalkingAlternative.com Chipotle? Did I mispronounce that? Chicote <laughs> From Star Trek? Chipotle? <laughs> it's Chipotle. You, you, you eat the you food every week. You know I don't speak week. Spanish. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. You I'm ate a sorry. whole wheel of cheese was, and you pooped in the yeah, fridge. That was too diverse, right? That was <laughs> oh. Secrets of the Sire. Thank you. 
Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. I want to thank Brian Smith again. Uh, Brian's a busy guy. He's writing and drawing SpongeBob. Yeah. He's he's writing Spider-Man. Yeah, it's he's a little annoying. <laughs> I could tell there was seething hatred in Hassan's face. No, there wasn't. He's was like, I hate you. I hate doing, busy people. You're doing things that I yeah. want to be doing. Yeah, that's true. Did you did you ever have an ambition to draw SpongeBob comics? No. Um. No. No, 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 no. I mean, I give him credit, though. I mean, that's still pretty, pretty awesome to be doing. It is. I, 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 writing and drawing comics is the dream. I was never a big Sponge. Trista might have been a, a SpongeBob fan. Were you a Sponge? Yeah, yeah. See, like, uh, Trista's yeah, like 19. It's and, a generational and, thing. Yeah, it is a generational yeah, thing. Yeah. She's like, SpongeBob, that guy's the coolest guest yeah. we've ever had. I remember when my cousins were in this. Bring him SpongeBob. on all the time. I was like, who? What? Square what? Yeah. Underwater? Oh, what? my God. This is ridiculous. I, I'm, I, that's, I'm actually kind of excited about that, about Bring having back He-Man. a young son, though. <laughs> that was down to earth. Well, I think they are. Didn't they do that already? I think um, they feel uh, like they did. I'm, See, that's the thing. I'm, I'm very excited. I'm, I'm very excited to like, get back into to satire. cartoons. No, not satire. I've always been into satire. No, I'm saying you, I was being satirical about oh. He-Man being more down to earth than SpongeBob. You see what I'm saying? Mm. See where I'm going with that? Because mm. he was like a bodybuilder from outer space mm. like with a sword, and his enemy had no face. So it really wasn't connected to reality. What we really can't make a drop out of this either, though. I feel like this is just yeah. Well, no, it's just it's just a lot of rambling. That's my goal now. Is just to yeah. it's, it's just to ruin to all the drops. <laughs> yeah, ruin every drop. drop. Possible. All right. Well, if you enjoyed our show tonight, you can catch us again every week, every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. Secrets of the Sire Facebook page. You catch us on talkradio.nyc. Yeah, we don't run a lot, so it'll be easy to catch us. Ooh, Sponge Hobgob Pants. I still think Corn on the Cob Goblin is my favorite, uh, but keep coming up. We were doing Black names for yes. overweight hobgoblins um, because they Black casted Goblin Ned Leeds. Uh, they, 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 they casted a very you know chubby... Uh, guy who should be ganky and called him Ned Leeds in the new Spider-Man movie. But other yes, than that, and you're you're fat shaming. I, I, I'm That's not. I'm not doing. fat shaming. I'm not you're, fat you're shaming. You're robustly engaging. In I fat am merely shaming. saying. Yes, you are. That the likelihood, unless he went on the Biggest Loser, to See, there become it is. there it is again the Hobgoblin there it is again is it just it's obsolete. It's just not going to happen. I'm just being real. He here. can be anything he wants. He's <laughs> an American. You're you're, you're affirming yes. mood right now. You're like no no yeah. I, in fact, he, he will be the Hobgoblin. He will. I hope he does. <laughs> I hope he becomes a Hobgoblin by the end of the first movie. But what happens? <laughs> and then I'll well, be like, there you go, Dolce. Uh, I, I believe that John Shazam, is, did I get that name right? I think, I, yes, he actually already spoiled it. It's going to be Scorpion in the next movie. They've already announced that. Ooh. It's going to be Scorpion and yeah. the Blobgoblin. And the Blobgoblin. <laughs> See, that was bad. <laughs> Sounds like, I can do it. Yeah. Well, I'm I allowed can do to whatever do it. I want. I can do whatever I want. All right. Uh, this is my favorite part of the show. Well, no, actually, I love the entire show, so I can't say this. But <laughs> one of my is now my favorite though because of the intro music. Favorites. This is where we go spinning the racks to bring you the best and most fantastical pop culture news out there. It just doesn't get old. It no, just it, never it's old. gets it's old. It's old as heck. It never gets old. <laughs> it's got cobwebs on it. That's how old it is. All right. Comingsoon.net had a story. What? We kind of talked about what? it. What? With, what is uh, that? With, what is that website with do? Brian Smith. <laughs> uh, Robert Downey Jr. talks potentially leaving oh the MCU. Yes. You know why? Because it has to be him. Yeah. He started it. I know. So we're done. Yeah. It's, it's going to be him. Gone. You Probably. think he's going to die, though? No, he'll leave. 
He'll run well, off he said, the sunset with uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. He's quoted as saying, it's the cyclical thing. I could have said when the first Avengers came out, it's never going to get any better than that. Everybody stop. But to me, it's always been about people and opportunities. And money. Like the Russos, who I adore. Uh, everyone yeah. says to Thank me, it's like money. a glove that fits so well. Yes, that money buys gloves that fit really well. <laughs> he says, I just want to hang up my jersey before it's embarrassing. Before <laughs> they stop paying me the, the crazy amounts of money that I've been making. Brian Everham. Chimed in, maybe eats the hobgoblin to save Peter. Maybe that happens. Joe Mulvey says, What the F does Craven have to do to get in the movie? Craven's a little too Craven's dark. He's got to put some clothes on. Craven's, <laughs> Craven's <laughs> a little creepy. He's like the Steve Irwin, <laughs> yeah, but, but with just, no clothes. Yeah, that's Steve Irwin, kinda, no clothes. Yeah. That's like a genuine He Man movie where it's like, right. I'm not going to see that. Or would Craven be like that Republican hunter who was like out in the woods a couple years ago and he like killed like the endangered tiger or something like that? That, that would be Craven. That would be Craven. Right? Yeah. Like that Nobody likes Cravens. There's a bunch of Cravens yeah, on no, like the Spider Man dies internet. and he's buried alive. And that was a real dark No, but that is my favorite. That is my favorite Spider Man story. That's your favorite story? Okay. Which is either called Craven. Craven's Last Hunt or Fearful Symmetry, depending mm. on which year. Mm-hmm. When I was young, and that movie just, uh, that excuse me, that, that uh, series first got released as a graphic novel, it yeah. was called Fearful Symmetry, and I actually have ah, a copy of it. okay. And now it's Craven's Last Hunt. But <laughs> that was my favorite. And I was away at Sleepaway Camp, and we only had the first three issues of that, and Uh-oh. we swore Spider-Man was dead. Yeah. That's how young we were. Yeah. Well, I mean... Was, we didn't know anything about franchising and licensing ground. and I stuff mean, like yeah, that. To, no. to the I mean, point he was, where it, he was in the ground. Yeah, they put him in the ground. They shot him with a shotgun and they put him in the ground. Right. It was awesome. <laughs> and I had to go the entire summer and to find out that he was like, he's, he's all right. Were you, were you <laughs> sad? You disappointed? I wasn't that? disappointed, but I was like, oh, really? He was drugged? That was it. He just gets up. That's <laughs> he just woke up in a grave and that was, and I ruined it for everyone. But if you haven't. So this is not going to comment on what you just said, but I'm just going to help my mom out. I'm going to stare into the camera. Hi, mom. How's it going? Mom made a critique that I don't. I, that I look at you too much, and I realize that I'm listening. I'm just in awe of, of your story. <laughs> oh have to, my yeah, god! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, young Han Solo needed an acting coach. We didn't get into this last week. I wanted to, mm. um, and I wanted to get your take on that. Screen Rant was talking about how Alden Enreich, 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 Enreich. I think it's pretty good. Star of the troubled young Han Solo spin-off movie was not delivering a performance up to Lucasfilm standards, leading the studio to hire an acting coach. Now, it's not uncommon for studios to hire acting coaches. It is uncommon to do it this late in production after they fired the directors and basically looked at it and said, we, we got to help this guy out. Eh, you worried? You're not? I don't know. I, um, okay. Uh, no, not really worried. But I'm not worried. For a reason, because <laughs> you don't think it's going to be very good. I period. Don't care about oh, you don't care. Solo movie, really, but, but it's yeah. a Star Wars movie. And yeah. so, are you saying that the luster of the Star Wars movies, because they've now put out so many of them, has kind of wore off? I don't. I don't honestly understand. See what I did there, Sam? See how why I see we yeah. would need a young Han Solo movie? I think. With all the potential that the the galaxy has and the stories sure. that they could tell, mm-hmm. to just keep going backwards and telling stories about characters we've already had and just making them, you know, into like kids. a sixth Spider-Man movie, right? Uh However, <laughs> I'm not going to say that that movie coming out is not going to be an event it, because it'll it be, will be. Well, no, I don't know if it will be. Actually, it I think will it'll be. be. It will be. I think it'll be okay. Rogue One had no chance. Basically, everyone was like, mm, "I don't even know why this is coming out. It's not even canon. Sure. It's not this and that." And it was an event. Star Wars is just going to be an event. Yeah. When Star Wars is not an event, that'll be the last Star Wars movie. 
because they, they cost a lot of money and there's a lot of hype. That's it. very true. All right, Comic Con 2017 Marvel Television schedule includes Defenders, Inhumans, and more. So Marvel Television has officially revealed their extensive schedule for the upcoming San Diego Comic Con, featuring an all-star lineup that includes the Defenders, the Inhumans, the Gifted, which is Brian Singer's new uh, X-Men family drama that's going to be on Fox, Legion, which. And again, attention to Joel Mulvey, who uh, we had conversations about Legion. And also, um, uh, I forget, uh, Alec Berg, who was on our show as well, too, um, uh, who, who loved Legion. He was a yeah. big, big, fan of, uh, big fan of Legion. Um, I actually did get through it, and I did enjoy it, so I'm actually looking forward to the second season. But it was tough. It, it took a while to, for me to get through. But anyway, yeah. they're doing that. And uh, they're also going to do the animated. They're going to do Marvel Spider-Man. But one not- noticeable absence is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they're actually coming off their most successful season yet. Not really big fanfare at this year's Comic Con for Agents of Shield. Really? Is this the end for the series? You think? I uh, uh, see another. It's another bad. I'm bad to ask that because I I never really cared for that series at all. Yeah, I, I didn't even watch season five. Well, season four is is the, the season five is coming up. Uh, next, I thought that was season, season five. No, that just season happened. four. Season four is the one that just happened, and supposedly sure? very good. I have nineteen of them on my DVR, and I will. Yeah, binge I kind of have them all too. And I will I just binge watch them. Yeah, yeah. I just finished binge watching uh, American Gods, and oh, we'll talk about that next week. No, yeah, we'll absolutely. talk about that. But I'm but I'm binged out yeah. after American. Uh, you know, yeah. that was that was robust television. Well, we had watch. a plentiful Monday, Wednesday. You know, Wednesday that felt like a Monday. Yeah, Monday, Wednesday. We talked about a lot. Uh, next week, the reviews are in. Will Spider-Man Homecoming be another hit? Or is the Spidey fatigue kicking in? We will give you our take, which means we'll now, go Now, if it's not a it. hit, is it Spidey fatigue or Marvel fatigue? Which it, one could be, it could be a combination of both. Plus, yeah, you got to choose one. <laughs> win- winter is coming to July. We break down the return of Game of Thrones. Not an event. It's like small. It's like tiny. Good night. <laughs> you are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. want to connect with are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following welcome to our show follow Follow me friday Friday with joan and priya tune in every friday at noon eastern on talkradio.nyc we're We're your digital connectors connectors. (laughs) (laughs) hey all you crazy listeners looking to boost your business Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at TalkingAlternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. 
Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. 